Podcast. The first time I met him, he was cleaning dog poop off the floor. <laughs> and he like looked up into me, he's like laughing. He's like, hi. You know, it was like he was Here's just like glamorous a life. Come on, <laughs> really? Like, yeah, so they had all the girls like wanted puppies and you know like so he would get everybody puppies and so there was puppies everywhere so he is like cleaning up after you know some somebody's puppy (laughs) um there was puppies monkeys birds like you know everything but um yeah i mean he was just he down to earth and when i was having trouble and needed somewhere to go he was like you're welcome to stay in the bunny house with your son for you know any amount of time if you need to like you know it was just and the funny thing is is other than the parties that would go on it was like a normal house you walk in and it's like hello anybody home (laughs) like it's just very you know I I don't know I think everybody thinks that it's like 24-7 party yeah because obviously they want you to think you know that Playboy is just this, you know, wild and there's women walking around naked at all times, but you know, sadly not true, but it really wasn't. (laughs) Welcome fellow Lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool and enjoy some cocktails with dimples and the beard. Hi. There, there we go. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? We are doing very well. We're doing very well. Thank you so much for uh, taking some time and sitting down and talk with us. Yeah, really appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it. We got uh, we have Miss February 2003, Karis Barrett. Am I saying it all correctly? You are. Yes. Perfect. Perfect on the show tour. And also. Also uh, known as the medicine woman, which we will get into for sure, because I have <laughs> I have some medicine with me. So <laughs> nice. So um, not the right medicine, though. Well, not not your medicine, but you know, you have to do what you have to do. So you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> when you live in Wisconsin, like we do, you do what you got to do. Yeah. Was- oh, so you're a a no no marijuana state yeah no go none at all i don't believe i don't even think medical at all i think we're i think we're but we just happen but to be you, out. but do you get in like big trouble if you get pulled over are they like really serious no i don't i mean i think unless you're holding a lot you know yeah if, if you got a joint in your car i don't think it's like, like personal or whatever yeah right i mean you'll get i mean you're gonna get a an oui or whatever they want to call it probably but right but the drug possession i think would be the minor part of that so right but we happened to be out in denver a few weeks ago so we made sure to smuggle some home on our bags when we flew back so nice (laughs) perfect yeah there's i mean it's crazy out in colorado i was just in colorado like three weeks ago and there are shops everywhere yeah we had an uber driver tell us there was more there's more dispensaries in colorado than there is like walgreens walmart walmart starbucks Starbucks. combined nice (laughs) Yeah, I was saying when we were in our Ubers, every other store would seem like it was a dispensary. So it's it's got to be true. So yeah, it 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 there was quite a few. I mean, there there's so many of them, but they I don't know they they're not as nice as the ones in California. Put it that way. That's yeah. that's at least what I saw. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What set them apart? 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that's just it. There's just so many and the way that they're probably giving licenses there per the different cities and counties. I don't think there's too much regulation where in uh-huh. California, it's like, depending on the city, there's so many requirements. I mean, certain cities will, you know, ask what's it going to, you know, what, what is it going to look like? How much money are you putting into a build out? Like, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, things that each city is, is particular about in terms of, you know, how they want a dispensary to, you know, basically show off their city. They don't want just little rinky dink places, which, yeah, I did notice there was quite a few um, dispensaries that were, you know, out here, a lot of those dispensaries are just your trap shops. They're not your legal, they're not your legal dispensary. So by the time someone gets a legal dispensary and they've gone through it all, they're usually pretty, you know, they're pretty well done. Pretty legit. They got pretty good weed by that point. I, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> California is like we're we're in a downtime right now because there's so much of it and so many products and so just oh, completely oversaturated because uh, we've got, I think, the 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 best weed in the world right here. Yeah. So. For sure, for sure. It's a good so, thing and a bad thing. <laughs> before go. before we go any further, we do, we are drinking your lemon drops. Just yes. so you know. So cheers to oh you. Oh my goodness, you are. Oh <laughs> yeah, my absolutely. god. I well, I didn't know you were gonna drink my favorite drink. That's, oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So cheers to you. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Geez, I wish I had one. <laughs> what, yeah, we, um, what do we, you guys usually drink? Whatever the guest wants. <laughs> We but have what had you usually oh, drink. Well, I, I'm pretty much a craft beer guy or or vodka, but I'm into yeah. whiskeys. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm a vodka drinker. Yeah. I like gin too. Gin's great as well. Yeah, gin'll gin'll do it. Gin sneaks up on you though. I like like I feel like I know where I'm at with vodka. And when I drink gin, it's you like never know. Off the cliff. <laughs> really? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I can go for a really long time on gin. Yeah. Gin's one of those things I can drink when I have to have like meetings, like dinner meetings and things sure. where I have to like maintain where like vodka for me can end up being like tequila for most people. You right. know, I'm like, wait, where is she? Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Who's, who's your friend's name? What's your friend's name? Oh, this is Atlas. Hi, Atlas. Atlas. Hey, hi, Atlas. <laughs> what a sweetie. We've, we've had we've had uh probably I don't know three or four guest dog well, appearances. Least, yeah. during, so. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, sure we, he'll pop in and out. <laughs> we, we love it. We love it. Oh, absolutely. They're always welcome. So, how long have you been uh in the weed game? When when did you start with weed? Yours personally? Since I was 15. Okay. It's, it's yeah. early on. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, 15. Um, I tried it. I don't think it was something that I did a lot right away, but I would say by about, uh, like 16 years old, I, well, no, I'm lying. Yeah. 15, 15, (laughs) I was pretty much like into some heavy marijuana mushrooms, LSD, so you so you're I was like a big deadhead I was like big into like all of that none of the other stuff just everything that was you know super happy (laughs) right right the the psychedelic all the good psychedelics wow okay get them out of your way and find out which one you like 
Oh yeah. You know, but marijuana has always been such a, a, an amazing medicine really for so many people and for thousands of years and so many cultures and, you know, so it's, uh, it's one of those things that, I mean, I've gone many years without using marijuana five, six, seven years without using it and come back to it, you know, and, and again, that's why, you know, it really is a medicine because, you know, you, I think you inherently know when you need it and yeah. what you okay. need it for. And it, it, it serves so many purposes. So it's just such a great, a great plant We're we're super blessed to have it. Yeah. When, when did, did, go ahead. So when did you say, I want to get in the game to, to sell it to other people? Uh, well, it's funny. Cause I mean, you know, they always say, be careful what you wish for. Cause I think I remember at like 16, 17 thinking, God, wouldn't this be so awesome if we could have like sell it, have a like store and to do this. And I sure. wanted to sign up for high times, but back then you thought you were going to be a part of some government like list and all <laughs> of this stuff. And right. you know, it's like, I've never, you know, I've, I've, I've always been wanting to be a, a bigger part of it, but never, um, you know, I'm not one for prison and jail and things like that. So, um, you know, I, I, I just kind of waited until really the timing was right in terms of legalities and kind of where I was in my life and, um, 2015 was really it. Um, I had sold a company that I had had before, which was a big reason I hadn't gotten into it because I had a lot to lose. Um, and then, um, I really had nothing really going to lose around 2014, 2015. And the laws had changed quite a bit. Um, there's still, it's prop 215 in California, which allows you to basically have a, um, it's, it's a way of going kind of, it's a loophole essentially. Okay. And, um, it allows you to have patients for medical. And, um, so therefore, um, you still, you pay all your taxes and you do everything on the up and up, so that you're, you know, if anything did happen and say you were doing something wrong above and beyond what you're supposed to, you can at least show that you're paying your taxes and you're going along with the so-called program. So in, a, in about 2015, um, we started the medicine woman as a delivery service okay. in South orange County. And that actually, um, it, it grew quickly, but, um, yeah, we started it. I was delivering, um, okay. I was delivering like the phone would ring and that's, I mean, literally we started like that, just literally turning on a, a phone and, and well, waiting for a, people a, to call. Right. What a great delivery. Uh, playmate at my door. Right. <laughs> it, it, it was, I do have to say, I do have to say it was kind of entertaining because we would get calls <laughs> when we would be out on a Friday night at like 10 o'clock and uh, I'd show up all done up and like some 22 year old kid would be like, like <laughs> and then what's going on? Uh, do you want to come in? I yeah, mean, right? I can't tell you, I got great tips. Um, I got, you know, um, cocktails. I got, 
all interesting stories. Yeah, it was very entertaining for I about a year, a year or so. And, um, and to be fair, that's the way Bezos started Amazon, right? He used to like take the book orders and personally drive them around the city to people. So you know, that's you how, gotta that's... you you gotta start from right. the beginning. Yeah, right. And the grunt work. I'm a, no, I'm a, I'd rather... I'm a worker bee, so I'm not scared. I'd rather you show up at my yep. door than Bezos, but yeah. <laughs> first of all, your product is better. And so, <laughs> so the obvious, yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what year was the, the two fifteen prop, uh, put into place? Um, that Prior. was like years that had been years and years and years before, but it was. Okay. It was for me, the time where I really had, like I said, I, I had ended another project sure. and, um, was in a position to kind of put myself out there and maybe, you know, if things didn't go so good, I was in a position to be able to, to take care of it. So, so it, was, it, I it just, had been there a while for you to, I, yeah, I, didn't, it, I just don't know the timing of it. Okay. It, it had, it had. And then, so, um, in two, end of 2017 was when they were changing a lot of the laws and, and, and California was becoming, a hundred percent legal recreational legal where, you know, you had to have a, a license or else you were going to be black market product or black market shop. Okay. And, um, you know, um, it was, uh, it was an interesting time. And, and for, for us, we a hundred percent wanted to be legal. Yeah, And so right, that's yeah. where we were able to, to, uh, we actually got a license in Bellflower. We got three licenses in Bellflower, California, and uh, that's where our shop is. We have a distribution and uh, delivery and manufacturing and um, a dispensary. Wow. And growing. And growing. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, that's the exciting part. We'll and we're actually, we're actually, I just, I, I'm, I'm forgetting this because I'm talking all about California, but um, myself and ice T were actually just awarded a license two months ago in Jersey yeah. city, New Jersey. Yeah. We, we definitely knew, but we were going to bring that up. How did, how did that, how did that come to be? Right. How did that all come to be? How did you know ice T previously or? Yeah. My, my husband's been friends with ice for like 35 years oh, wow. and, um, I've known him and Coco for about 20 now and, okay. um, it's just a, a great friendship, really solid man, really solid couple. Um, and you know, uh, luckily, obviously they felt the same way about us and, you know, he was really interested in getting into, um, to seeing what, you know, the cannabis world was about, you know, obviously he's a, a businessman, uh, yeah. that's very smart. He's been around a lot of different, um, a lot, he's had a lot of different investments in his lifetime. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, he was interested. He called us to see if we could help him and give him some ideas. And, you know, we started chatting with him about it and then we just said, Hey, why don't we, why don't we all do it together? I'm actually originally from the East coast. Okay. So, and we're, we're back there quite a bit. So for us, it really wasn't a big deal. Um, you know, uh, location wise. So, okay. and he lives maybe about five miles from our location in Jersey city. Awesome. And that was his first, this is his first and only, um, venture correct. into the marijuana. Okay. Yep. Correct. Wow. That's a big uh, investment uh, for him and right. a lot of trust. That's an awesome relationship right there. 
It is. It is quite a bit. And we're all very, very excited. We're think, we think that uh, the possibilities and the opportunities um, in Jersey City are amazing. And there's uh, the community is incredibly, incredibly involved. It's it's funny how incredibly different California is um, sure. from Jersey. Um, you know, in California, when I'm, you know, sitting in front of a couple hundred people watching, you know, the, you know, mayor and, and the, the city hall and everybody talking and asking questions in California, it was, you know, how much money do you expect to do the first year? What are we going to get in taxes? (laughs) How much security cameras are you going to have? It was just all of these like super, super technical and monetary questions and not, I didn't get one question in Jersey City about taxes, money, what they were going to make. It was literally about expungement for people that are in prison for oh, you know wow. an eighth of weed and how we can help them get out, um, how much community service, what we're going to do for the community. Um, I mean, that was it. So it was really, really interesting to see the way that the different states and the different cities sure. are are really, you know, what's important to them. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's pretty new to Jersey City then. I mean, they're very. Yeah, it's brand new, brand new. I think so, they I, I think they only gave out, you know, no, I'm not even going to say, but it was not sure. very many licenses. But um, yeah, it was it was interesting. So they're no, they're they're brand new and they're they're all learning about it as well. And, you know, it was something very interesting. Another thing as well is. You know, in California, I mean, at least for me, I always tend to call cannabis medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and come here, Atlas. Um, and you know, they had never heard of it like that in yeah. in New Jersey. You know, they 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 were oh, we're not we're not medical. You know, we're not talking medical. I said, oh, I'm not talking medical either. You know, um, I think it's important that people understand because there's people that come in and have kids that have to drive by on their way to school and they don't understand what it is. And there's people, you know, everybody just thinks it's these stoners and they don't understand that. You know, I'm sitting there talking to people who have like the worst radiation burns from their treatments and they need, you know, topical treatments and people that are, you know, calling me that are just so embarrassed because, you know, they were just been against, you know, cannabis their whole life and just anti anti. And now it's like, they need like some RSO oil so that they can just get a single bite of food down because their chemo is, you know, people are just so sick and need it and people that can't sleep and, you know, it's not just about somebody sitting there smoking a joint, you right. know, and, and it's really about education and really calling it by the right terms and really being a lot more serious about it and, and, and more technical about how we talk about it so that kids understand and people understand that it's a medicine. It's like, yeah. you know, you don't just go into the store and pick out something off the shelf and take it because, you feel like it, you know, if there's, if you need it for something, that's great. But if you don't, you know, it can also get in the way, you know, my son went through a Catholic high school playing football. I'm like, obviously (laughs) you're not going to be smoking or using, you know, cannabis. So like, get it together, you know, like, not that he was, I'm just saying, you know, you have to, it's important to explain and educate, you know, 
not even kid the kids nowadays get it it's actually yeah, the, the, the parents you know it's actually kind of like uh the the 40 and up yeah. that have been so you know caught in this you know world of you know what they think it is so yeah. so with that being said did you get a lot of resistance in new jersey city or anything no, no, um, really, we didn't. Um, shockingly enough, there was some, you know, some other people that went up and, you know, uh, went for their license and you could tell they were just pretty green. They didn't, they didn't know what they were really doing yeah. either. And they just wanted that license. And, you know, the, some of the people in the community were getting up and they're like, no, you know, like, and, you know, if you come in and you're explaining things to people and you're willing to have them say things to you that are maybe not so nice or, you know, ignorant because they are uneducated and they don't know, well, then that's, you know, kind of, you know, my duty to give somebody the time to, you know, educate them or answer yeah. their questions and, and let them kind of give it to me so that I can, you know, hopefully get them to understand a little bit more and, and maybe want to do some more research on it for themselves. Absolutely. So what's a good place to go to get the answers or the research to do that? Do you have any, um, you know, it's funny because, um, back when it really was prop two fifteen, and there were the, the, the trap shops, it was funny. Cause I, you know, I went in a lot of them just to see what was going on and what, people were doing and how they were selling it and, you know, kind of just check it out. And when you went in, it was like, they, like everybody looked around and they rushed you in and they're like, what do you want? Like pick it out quick and yeah. hurry up and leave. And the whole thing was because like, you know, and every, every other day there'd be some, you know, bust where there'd be all of these like SWAT going in and busting them and you'd see like the people these poor people in there just trying to buy some weed like right. caught up in like a bust and you know so all of the people working there the people shopping they all knew that like you just didn't want to end up on the like channel five o'clock news right yeah, so right. it was like <laughs> you're not going to stand around and like ask a lot of questions and that was the the attitude of it so there you couldn't really get any answers other than googling something or you know, if you really didn't know. And when we opened, you know, the medicine woman, that was something that was like super, like number one important for me was that, you know, the reality is, is like people really like the majority of people don't know and right. um, they want to know more. And it's like, I see, I see you have a lot of tattoos. I don't see you having any tattoos, maybe no tattoos, but do you remember the old school days of going into the tattoo shop and they were all like, everyone was assholes and they oh, were yeah. just like, what do you want? And, yeah. da, 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 da. and it was like, you know, it was kind of like that vibe where now you go into tattoo shops and it's really like glossy and clean and everyone's friendly. And it's like, of course we want to give you a tattoo, you know, it's, yeah. it was exactly like that vibe, you know? So I just wanted the attitude to be very like welcoming, very like take, uh, you know, all of our bud tenders to take time as much time as anyone needs to answer all the questions, to go through all of the different products. I mean, we literally have hundreds of different types of products, no matter how you want to partake yeah. in cannabis all the way from like, honey already on a spoon 
with 10 milligrams of THC on it to stir in your morning tea to, you know, (laughs) sublingual sleep tabs that you put under your tongue that'll put you out in like 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, You know, like, but people want to know, they want to, they want to know. And, you know, the reality is, is they have other taking other medications as well. So it's like, you Ah. know, we're kind of a, we're a more of like a, um, you know, we're a different type of medicine. We're, yeah. we're a different type of pharmacist and so to speak. So it's like, we need to take our time and talk to the people and make them feel comfortable. So they understand. Yeah. hundred percent. I've, uh, I've been on Zola for, I don't know, five years now. And I am looking f- desperately for ways to end that and, and, you know, trying to figure out how cannabis can be part of that. So. Well, it, it, it can, you know, it, it, it can. And, you know, Hey, the funny thing about, um, like Zoloft or Lexapro or any, you know, Ativans and anything for anxieties and depressions and things like that too, is, is, you know, I think in a lot of ways we're, we're used to, and I'm saying this because I've taken them and been on them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're told that it's pretty, you know, it's pretty easy to go get a pill for anything that you feel right. Like I feel like this, Uh you do. And so like, Oh, well, like I can take this. Right. And you know, there's, I cannabis can really help, but at the same time, like having a therapist to talk to and also realizing that feeling and not numbing those feelings is normal as well. And, and getting yourself through that and not always having to take something for it and trying and plus our bodies change a lot after, you know, every couple of years, our, our, our hormones and our genetics change. So it's worth going off of something and trying to see where you're at now. It can never hurt, you know? hundred percent. Nothing's nothing's better than than something that grows from the ground rather than comes from the pharmacy, right? A hundred percent, yeah. But I do can. I mean, I am a. I I fully am for you know. If you need if you need medication, you need medication. Like, there's nothing wrong with that either. So right, right. I think that's it's all personal choice, right? And for me, yeah. Like but why like, not? Why not try? Why not try natural first? You right. know, if you can. Right, and I think for me, it, is the it, best. it was just here you go. This is what you need to do. And and I was in a situation where I was doing everything I was, you know, needed to do. So now I'm in a situation where I can kind of try and make well, my Zoloft own. is great for that. <laughs> it works. It sure does. It definitely works. That's, it sure yeah. does. So, but so does, uh, so does, uh, some marijuana and, and, a, and a lemon drop. Too. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So do your, uh, do the people working for you, the, the bud tenders, do, what kind of, how do they know so much about stuff? Do they go through a training do you, or just through well, we, learning? Well, I mean, a lot of the people that we hire already have prior experience. I mean, it's a pretty small like world around here um, in terms of uh, the industry alone. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, we do trainings but you really have to just get in there and see all of the, what, I mean, like I said, there's so many different products. Um, you know, somebody who wants to work in a, in a dispensary, 
it is is smoking or are partaking in cannabis. Right. Really? So <laughs> it's it's like nobody's really like coming in, you know, just blindsided on on what it is and how they feel and you know, um, but just, you know, getting in there and learning all of the new products and seeing all of the new things that come in and getting to try them. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, that's, that's a great thing too. I mean, we have, you know, Pabst Blue Ribbon makes a, uh, a, a 10 milligram seltzer. Really? Um, oh, wow. yeah, yeah. I mean, so okay. it's like some of the big brands are here in California are into it. So like I said, it's not just smoking. It's not just eating. Right. You can drink it. There's, you know, gummies, lozenges, <laughs> literally like everything, absolutely everything. So really getting in and just seeing all of the different products, trying them. And, um, you know, everybody's got like their way, you know, it's like going into a Starbucks. If you listen to like 20 people go through a line, right. like, it's like, it's a drug, right? Like everybody has exactly how sure. they like to do it. Right. Yeah, 20 people, 20 different ways. <laughs> right. And they're very particular about it. Right. So it's, it's the same way. So, you know, if somebody comes in and they're looking for something, maybe one of our bud tenders is just more, you know, um, more into one or the other and mm. can help out. Sure. You know? sure. Yeah. That is, that is the best name or best job title of all time. I mean, that's, <laughs> right. I mean, it is. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts. Um, are do you, are you an edible user at all? Or are you just into the flower, just the organic natural? No, I am. Um, I, I like edibles, but I like edibles like at certain times of sure. my life. I wouldn't say like I am a regular edible person. I find that I like edibles when I'm more like, like down or like more okay. like in a depressed mode or like mm. more just like even bored in life, like sure. where everything just seems very like the same. And, you know, like I tend to like them like that. Really odd. People say that they're, it makes them really sick, but I'm like the first person to want to like light up when I'm like, drinking <laughs> oh sure sure yeah i yeah i do both i, I have guess. heard that right. with the when you can get that i forget how my daughter said it when you're when you're drinking and and some smoking hit, hitting that oh yeah yeah my husband goes you're chasing bolt? the dragon cheris you're chasing the dragon <laughs> like, oh my god <laughs> I, i'm like no i'm just like settling in i'm good i'm good <laughs> No, but edibles are funny. Like women love edibles and there are some men that love it, but most men are like, oh no, like terrified. Like they have one hardcore experience that just <laughs> like I'm done, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I, I do love a good edible, but, um, actually I got started on edibles. I've only been using marijuana for three years and I got st my first experience was with edibles and it was so much fun that i'm like i gotta try it the other way too i had so much fun the first time i ate an edible it was so. it was fun watching them too <laughs> right isn't it fun i know i grew up with parents that would like tell me i'd had to go do a urine test to prove i wasn't smoking marijuana they would literally like walk me out straight to the doctor because i would tell them no and that's how like hardcore they were about it, which is wow. really weird. Cause they, I think back in like the seventies smoked weed, I don't know. Uh, well they did, but <laughs> they and did. now they're like, you know, 
we need more chocolate. We need like, they're over there. They'll call me like probably two martinis and a half a chocolate bar in. And I'm like, <laughs> These <Jesus>. you guys, <laughs> like, I mean, what is going on over there <laughs> for them? I'm not going to try and yeah, party with your mom a great and dad. Time, but again, it just goes back to that stigma, you know, on, you know, how people of a certain age kind of felt about it at a certain time. Yeah. So all that you had mentioned before, all the different products, which I think I learned new ones every day, but how amazing is it to the different ways they can do it? And do you, do you have a say in where, how it may, how you put, what products you put your stuff into? Meaning the the honey that you mentioned before. We have, we have our own product line. We do a pack of pre-rolls. We do pre-rolls. We don't do any edibles as of right now. Um, But um, in terms of, I mean, I probably carry a hundred and some different brands in the store um, from literally gummies to, like I said, these amazing um, sleep tabs that are just CBN, no THC, no CBD, just CBN, which is for sleep. Wow. Um, I've never even heard of that. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and then there's, I mean, like obviously our pre-made butter, there's ice cream, there's cookies, there's suppositories. Wait, there's, what? I'm sorry. What? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. You really got to get high. <laughs> I mean, I don't ask. I don't, I don't judge. I yeah, don't, no, no, yeah. Absolutely not. You know, it exactly. I may um, try it to be, I, it'd be my favorite thing ever. Right? I, don't, I don't know yet. <laughs> I'll send you a pack if you're willing to try. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have a, we have episode. I don't know one. anybody that's like admitted to being like, I love the suppositories. <laughs> I, we have episode 100 coming up and I think that's a great idea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. There you I go. absolutely love that. Well, it, it, not to bore you, but it fit because when we, when we hit 50, we were, we wanted someone. You're going to tell her this <laughs> on air. We wanted someone to wax our asses and we couldn't find anybody. So it's kind of in the same theme <laughs> suppository. What do you mean you couldn't find anybody? Nobody wanted to. Do it. Nobody wanted. Yeah. Hey. Uh, now you. Now you. Now you know me. I, I'm all the way here in California. I'll have somebody there at your place, right there, just for my entertainment, waxing your ass for your your hundredth episode. What, whatever, whatever strings you got to pull, you get it done. We're in. Hey. We thought, what great way to do it. There's, there's, there's some Brazilian, you know, waxer <laughs> somewhere near your town. I'm sure. <laughs> Get the wax and then the suppository all at the same time. Good to go. Wow. How did we end up here? <laughs> yeah. We've got off the rails a little bit. We've got off the rails a little bit. Drop. And I'm not even drinking. Jeez, guys. <laughs> you know, it's we great. can bring it back. We can bring it back. I was going to say, we could, we, I could sit and talk weed with you all night because I'm, I'm just so new to it all. And I love learning but we we do got i'd be remiss if we didn't talk about playboy a little bit so how did you uh how did your playboy experience get started 
Wow. How did it get started? I started actually in special editions. I don't know if you know what special editions are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I started in special editions in 2000. And um, in 2001, tested, did a Playmate test. And um, yeah, just kind of went from there. Okay. Yeah. Was it something you always wanted to do or just? Yeah, you know, it. it was, um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't something that I had thought about like my whole life or anything, but I grew up in Fort Lauderdale in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So like I was just raised on, and 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 I was probably like, nine or 10 when MTV started. Sure. And then you had like that, just that whole era. It was like, you know, okay, I'm watching MTV and it's like ZZ top with like these hot chicks. And then it was like David Lee Roth and hot for teacher video and all of these like hot chicks. And then it's like, my mom's like, let's go to the grocery store. And then I'm down on like a one a going by the elbow room. And it's like, wet t-shirt contest going on and the belly flop contest and the hot body contest. So I think I just kind of grew up in this era that there was just no shame in like the female body and like fun and all of that kind of stuff. So already I was just kind of desensitized to all of that. And, and then I was also that type of personality anyway. (laughs) So put those two together and, um, you know, I had my son in 99 and Mm. I said, and I kind of like had everything going on. I was married. I had my son, I had great businesses going. And I just said, you know, I think I want to like go out for playboy before I get like too old. And they told me I couldn't do it. And I just want to see, and I think like, if I actually got denied, I'd be okay with it. Cause I have like my life going, I'm good. Like I, it wouldn't be like detrimental to my, to my life. So I think I'm going to like go for it. So that's kind of how I started and decided. Plus I owned nightclubs and restaurants at the time. And everybody would be asking me like, who are you modeling for? And who did like all these things. So it was constantly like, well, maybe I should be modeling for someone and maybe, you know, so it all kind of the planets like aligned in, yeah, in sure. a lot of ways, I guess. Did, right you do timing. A lot of, did you do a lot of modeling before Playboy or would you jump right into Playboy? No, I had done, I, I had done some modeling as a, in my early teens, like New York and things like that. And it just wasn't really my vibe. I really didn't feel like it was, it just didn't feel good to be put in like mm. a light, like a, a, with a bunch of girls, like you have a hundred girls all standing there for like one job and they pick you apart and they want you to be emaciated thin. And, yeah. you know, I was, you know, I ended up being like five, eight, which is pretty tall for most playboy girls, but it, obviously that's not tall at all for the, the actual print and runway modeling world. So I was just like, whatever. And, I'm going to go follow the grateful dead. So, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. So for me, I did that and I was just like, no. And then later on, it was like, I would, I would enter, my mom (laughs) would laugh, but I would enter like bikini contests and I had no boobs. I like flat as the wall. And my mom would be like, Terrence, 
like, don't you realize this is like really a boob contest? I'm like, no, mom, it's a body contest. <laughs> like, and she's like, but cherish, like they don't, you, nobody with no boobs ever wins them. It's like about the boobs. And I just like, I go enter these like body contests and never win them and whatever. And, you know, then I bought some boobs and, you know, some things changed. So, and then you're you like, know, and then there you go. And you become a playboy playmate. I was like, Hey, I, I'm willing to like lose a bunch of random, you know, b- hot body contests to go become a playboy playmate. So it was worth the it investment. Yeah. It all worked out in the end. So they, they yeah. paid, they paid for themselves in return. You're good. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. But then once again, you got to say, yep, mom, you were right. <laughs> she was right. She, I look back and we still to this day laugh our asses off. But I was like, she's like, Cherish, you were like dead serious. You were going to go win it. And I was like, I know. I, I really thought I, I really thought I was because I'm like, you can just go buy the boobs. The rest of it is, you yeah. know, yeah. you can't really buy the rest of it. I mean, I guess today you can, but back then you could. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Today. Yeah. I don't think there's anything real on, on bodies anymore now. Well, you can have you it go. all. Good effort. <laughs> exactly um and then your experience at the playboy mansion how did that go it was nothing short of incredible at all times yeah yes that's what we like to hear yeah i had the best time i mean from um i was first invited just to go to the midsummer dream party Mm -hmm. in in 2001 and um have called me on the phone, oh, um, wow. you know, in my house to, you know, and he called and I, you know, I was just, you know, invited me to the party and I came out. And so it all just kind of started there. And, you know, considering I, I lived on the East coast at the time, I spent quite a bit of time at the mansion. Cause I'd come out and I'd shoot and I'd work for a week or two and stay and go back. And it was during the time he had his seven girlfriends. And so, I mean, I think it was like the best time to be honest with you. I've even had like seventies, eighties, nineties playmates tell me that, you know, my era was like yeah. wild and crazy. Cause it was, <laughs> um, and I got to see it all. I've seen it all. You name it. I've seen it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, Hef was such an amazing human. He was such a great person, Um, I, you know, a lot of the things that a lot of women are and have been saying, I mean, if that's their story as a woman, I would never want to take that away from them or say something is untrue. But what I will say is perception of something can be very skewed. Um, you know, a lot of people can say those things are happening in, you know, advertising agencies in New York that Mm -hmm. people are battling for a top spot and going to go sleep with the boss or do this or do that. Um, Which it is happening. Is half and playboy able to be gaslit because of what it is and, you know, what went on there? A hundred and twenty percent. Um, was I asked or questioned if there was things that I wanted to a hundred percent? Um, did I have a choice? A hundred percent. Um, did I? No, absolutely not. Did I still get what I was going for or get to do a hundred percent? Um, half really respected those who respected themselves. Just like I think 
Mm. Anybody does. And, um, you know, something um, that my dad actually told me when I was really young, um, not knowing that I was going to go do Playboy, but he (laughs) told me, he said, Hey, you know, listen, Charis, like no matter what it is that you want to do in life, I don't care if you want to be like a florist or, you know, you want to work at that advertising agency or whatever. There's somebody that wants that same job and they want it worse than you want it. And they're going to be willing to do anything for it. And I mean, anything. And so he said, you always are going to have to figure out what you're willing to do for something, what your integrity, what your morals are, what you're willing to do for what, how important is something to you? Because you're always going to be asked your Mm -hmm. things are always, you know, especially as a woman, um, you know, things are going to be always offered to you, um, whether it's a a drink at a bar or whatever, what, what is it to you and what is it that you're offering up for it? And, and you have to sit with that and what's okay with you. And I think that that's where a lot of the issues have lied. And a lot of the people that are saying things is they're looking back now and realizing a lot of the decisions they made. Cause I, I saw, were yeah. horrible decisions for where they ended up and what they got for things. Yep. And uh, I don't think anybody was ever promised anything. So, um, yeah, are, are, are people bitter? I'm sure they're bitter, but I'll tell you, no, in no way was it a cult. There was doors open to come and go a gazillion women. Nobody ever <laughs> had to do anything to, yeah. to anybody. So, you know, you know, sure. fi- you know, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty kind of easy to figure out, I think. A hundred percent. And I think we both agree that everyone so far that we've interviewed is they're all been the same story, as you said, you know, along those lines, it's been your choice, um, all great experiences. So. Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, I, I've even heard from some of the people that even did some of the, the, you know, the interviews, the shows that they, you know, even edited it, not yeah. even the way that they were mm. saying it and things weren't sure. even like told exactly, which, you know, you hear in Hollywood a lot, but you know, even on that, like they just, they want the, the dirt and the grit and, and were all you, of that. So were you approached for the, for the first season? No, I was oh. never. And have you, you, we, we've been, we know that they're approaching some of the girls for a second season. Now, have you heard anything about that? No, but I mean, if they're, if they're looking for a second season to have somebody tell great things, I'd be happy to do it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you good. know, good, good to hear. Um, yeah. I mean, and uh, yeah, I, I would love to, I mean, there's a lot of us who were just so absolutely furious and just super bummed for really half and Mary and a lot of the people that aren't even around anymore to mm-hmm. like, defend themselves or have anything to say. And it's like, you know, why didn't you like, you know, time's up and all of that have was still around. Like, why are you guys saying anything? Why now? You know what I mean? Like, why now? You know? And, and. Well, it is kind of easier to do it now when you can't be uh, challenged with it. Yeah. You know, the really funny thing is obviously I'm not going to say a name, but one of the main women on it, she actually is on another docu series about uh, the Chippendales, and 
she was talking about literally soliciting the guys and taking him home <laughs> and soliciting him. And I'm going, oh, wait, what? <laughs> like, are you just sitting here like talking about how you were like this, that, and the other and all of this. And now you're yeah. on a completely like, I mean, did she just need the money or like what? It was just so odd to me, you know, making, uh, making the round, making the rounds. So it's just, you. it's weird. Well, we, uh, again, like I said, we, so far it's been nothing but positive notes that we've gotten from everybody. So it's what we like to, to hear. hear. Yeah. That's great to hear. And not only that, but so many stories that sound, you know, things about him that sound so similar that, you know, they have to be true because so many people are saying the same things about Correct. him. Right. So, oh yeah. I mean, half honestly had the mentality, like people are like, how could this guy like, you know, at the time of seventies and eighties, whatever, be with like 22, 23 year old girls. Seriously. His personality was like a 23 year old girl. Like I was in the hallway arguing with him like a 20 and I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, I'm literally arguing with you. You're like a 23 year old girl. And at the time I'm like 29, you know, going like, are we really like literally bickering, arguing back and forth sure. about, I don't know, some outfit or shoe, I don't shoes or something just absolutely. And he really did have that really like kind of silly light mentality. And, you know, he was so the first time I met him, he was cleaning dog poop off the floor <laughs> and he like looked up into me. He's like laughing. He's like, hi, you know, it was like, he was Here's just my such a really, life. Come on, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. So they had all the girls like wanted puppies and you know like so he would get everybody puppies oh. and so there was puppies everywhere so he is like cleaning up after you know some somebody's puppy <laughs> um there was puppies monkeys birds like oh you gosh. know everything but um yeah i mean he was just he, he down to earth and when i was having trouble and needed somewhere to go he was like you're welcome to stay in the bunny house with your son for, you know, any amount of time, if you need to, like, you know, it was just, and the funny thing is, is other than the parties that would go on, it was like a normal house. You walk in and it's like, hello, anybody <laughs> home? Like, it's just very, you know, I, I don't know. I think everybody thinks that it's like 24 you know, seven party. Yeah. Thing. Cause yeah. obviously they want you to think, you know, that Playboy is just this, you know, wild, and there's women walking around naked at all times. But you know, sadly sorry not to burst true. The bubble, but it really wasn't. <laughs> so those are such wonderful Hef memories. I feel kind of stupid asking, but we always like to ask you: Do you have a favorite memory of Hef? Uh, yes, actually, I was in his closet. He had finished putting like his shirt. When we'd go out, he'd always wear his colored shirts with the white cuff and the sure. white collar. Mm -hmm. And, um, or I think, no, we had, no, we had, I don't know if we were leaving. No, we were, we were still getting ready. He was getting ready. I hadn't gotten ready yet. I'm like after the gym or disheveled or something. And I had like this little blonde, like wig, like little fall, like wig. And I was like, I wonder how you would look as a blonde. So we were laughing in his closet and I kept putting the wig on his head. <laughs> and I have the photo actually of the photo of me, like laughing my ass off. And he's got like 
this short blonde <laughs> platinum wig nice. on on his head and he's laughing and I'm laughing. It was just funny. And it was just like one of those, you know, super just regular funny moments, just showing him being like half just down to earth and just like a regular time, you know, not like a video of him dancing and partying and all of that, but just, uh, I love just it. down to earth. Yeah. yeah just I conversations that I would have with him and goofy, just normal business. Like he and I would talk business a lot, Yeah, which I think he really liked about me. Um, cause I, you know, had a lot of businesses going, so he would always start up conversation with me about businesses and things like that, which was really cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So just kind of more of the normal stuff with Hef that I, I, I really enjoyed. I love it. So, and then to his point, a, a favorite half story. And I think you, you just touched on it. It seems like most girls that we talk to always have that half giving, giving to you girls without asking for any return. As you just said, he'd offered his house up to you and his son. And every girl has a different story similar to that, yeah, yeah. which has right. been awesome to hear every time we talk, you know, talk to a playmate. Um, but we also like to know, I got any fun stories that you don't have to mention names or wild stories from the mansion oh i mean of course like (laughs) well okay one you're willing to share (laughs) well like what do you want to know everything everything (laughs) ask me something really oh she's definitely putting you on the spot i'm gonna watch this happen yeah she is (laughs) um ask me whatever ask me a juicy question which what you got had well you were i guess i was gonna go with do i have you have then tied? come on <laughs> dated well i was gonna ask if you dated any celebrity but it seems like you were married at the time or am i wrong i i was i was married at the time yes i was i was married at the time but there was a lot of celebrities a lot of celebrities asking me out um, and that's what you know that's what playboy likes to do playboy is you know that's a great way of half marketing um, is mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, it's like, what do the guys in the high school band want to do? They want to grow up, become a rock star so they can marry a Playboy playmate. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like the rock star and the playmate and, you know, um, or the actors. And, you know, during that, that my era that I was there, literally everyone was there. It was, Were you, you know, it was Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and every rock star and Tommy Lee and Pam and, you know, literally, literally everyone at that time. So, yeah. um, so were it, you ever starstruck when you were there or starstruck or it is good to be so normal, but then again, um, you always ask this question that I always say, was anybody starstruck by you? Because that's really the way it should go. <laughs> like I'm sure there's uh, guys yeah. that came to the, <laughs> um, you know, it's the going to the party at the mansion. It's really funny. Cause like my, the first time I took my husband there, he was like mortified at my outfit. Cause it was like, <laughs> this big, right. And he's like, you're not going to wear that. Are you? I'm like, yeah. What do you mean? Am I going to wear that? He's like, what are you talking? I mean, he was literally losing his shit. He was like, no. And I'm like, yes, I am wearing this. I trust me. Yeah. Like the second we walk in, 
you're not even going to remember, like you're <laughs> gonna, like you're not even going to, this is not even going to be an issue. Yep. Cause he was going to so get we argued about it back and forth, argued about it. Cause I mean, literally there's like 800 women to maybe 200 men. I like those eyes. And, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, it's better every time every, you know, everyone's in lingerie and everyone's literally half naked. And, you know, it's like exactly what I said happened. We walked in the door and he was like, Oh, I can see why you were like wearing this, you know? He's like, so, like why, why do you have so many clothes on? <laughs> yeah. You know, so it was never an issue after that, but yeah, I mean, it's just so incredibly like there's just so many beautiful women and sexy women and boobs and butts and lingerie and crazy outfits and high heels and costumes. It's just, you know, it's really funny when you watch like somebody, if you gave a guy an opportunity to pick a girl in 30 minutes, he couldn't need to leave with no one. Cause he'd be like, <laughs> it's just like, well, wait, 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 wait. You know, right? and the funny thing is, is you would kind of see the stragglers at the end of the night after like most oh. people leave, just trying to like actually find someone to leave with. Right. Cause it was like, you know, they kind of waited too long because yeah, there's well, just so much to look at. Some people and get it's paralyzed a little, by those hard decisions. <laughs> it's like, it, it's like a, it was like a, have you ever been to the world buffet in Vegas? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's pretty much like, you know, where do you start? And, right? you know, it, it was pretty crazy. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, starstruck by anybody, anybody starstruck by me, not there, you know, not there. Like right when you're seeing one person, there's somebody else. I mean, it was more of the fact that, you know, at the time, like I said, there was everyone from you have would have Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn to Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears to, um, uh, Marilyn Manson and Dita Von Teese to, nice. I mean, I'm not even thinking of big Jennifer Aniston and, sure. you know, you have Brad Pitt and you have, <laughs> you know, I mean, it just, it, it, it was outrageous because there, you know, it was still by sent mail invitation only. There yeah. was no cameras and it was really a place where all of these celebrities could go and be completely free to kind of just do whatever they wanted because no one was taking photos and yeah. no, you know, and, and feel safe. It seems like the feel safe too. It was very safe. It was very, very safe for everyone for, for a really, really long time before, um, before he started kind of leasing out the grounds, mm. not to have his personal parties, but to have other parties. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that's when it started. You could tell it was really starting to change, you know, things like that. But back when they were just Hef's parties and they were invitation, mailed out invitation only, um, it was, yeah, it didn't get any better than that. Was there any talk? Um, I don't want to sound cliche and say like the next morning, but some of the playmates going talking about who they hooked up with the night before, you know, it's like, um, again, it wasn't really like a hook up the night before it was kind of like a place to meet. Sure. 
Um, I mean, people that would go there as couples would go have sex in the grotto to like, say they had sex in the grotto or they sure. go into the bathrooms and do whatever, yeah. but it wasn't like, you know, at least in our time, like you're not, it wasn't really like you would just, if you kind of went there with someone, I did see a really big celebrity having sex in a room, but they were with the person that they came with. Sure. So I just didn't really feel like it was more of like, um, you know, I think more back in the sixties and the seventies when it was way more like swingy yeah. and way more like, you know, everybody just jump in, you know, <laughs> I, I, I just, orgy type back then and everybody no. would be like kind of more laying around and it was probably more like that but i think during kind of my time it was not as much like that it was more of a place where you would meet and then like later you'd go and you know and that's kind of what i meant like leave together more oh. than sex at this mansion i was thinking oh, leave yeah. together yeah i mean oh of course i mean what was that girl yeah, talk there was um Colin Farrell was there a lot with a lot of oh, pretty okay. girls. I, I can imagine he didn't have a hard time getting the ladies. <laughs> um, Gerard Butler was yeah. there quite a bit with a lot of girls that I know that he would hang out with. Um, we didn't have a chance. There well, was. I would have been uh, at the end of the night looking around for the. Yeah, you know, it's kind maid. of like, yeah, the, some of the, the, a lot of the girls would either meet and really date someone for a long time and have like a real relationship with, sure. but then the ones that were like more hookups, a lot of them were these, the guys that were like the same guys, you know, that yeah. were like swooping in consistently on like <laughs> the different girls, like all of his girls knew, which were the guys that were like the regular. <laughs> oh, sure. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Come get a cup. Yeah. Okay. It was more. Yeah. It was more like that. It was more like that. What fun. Oh, what fun it is. Um, it, <laughs> and, and I know we could go all night with the the mansion because I love those stories. Right, but right. Um, did you do a lot of get to do a lot of traveling with your photo shoots or anything after that? Um, You know, I was one of the actual like last kind of times and actually from some of the last people to actually have a location shoot for my mm. uh playmate pictorial um i actually shot half of my pictorial on the queen mary oh wow um, in long beach and we stayed the night on the queen mary um and then the rest of it was shot in the studios um queen mary i nice. got to travel a lot when i was doing special editions Okay. Um, and shooting then. Um, but after, I mean, I got to do traveling when just booked for like playmate promotions and things like that. I, yeah. I did work. Um, I actually did a tour with Miller light, uh, right when my issue came out the month oh. of February. Um, and I went to eight cities and did a spin the bottle tour, uh, <laughs> game with all of the college, uh, college kids. I was oh. the master of ceremonies for oh, wow. the bottle. Yes. In, in, uh, eight of the, the biggest cities in the U S um, for the whole month of February, I was gone. So that was, that was quite a bit of fun. I, I worked with captain Morgan's. Um, and yeah, I mean, I was able to do, um, a few things, but, um, 
Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it was like crazy amount of travel, but, um, you know, I think there's maybe a lot of other girls that did a lot of that at the time. I didn't do really a lot of playmate promotions because, um, I was married and had a kid and had businesses yeah, going say, already too. <laughs> you were a successful I had businesses business already going. So yeah. I was just kind of like, you know, yeah, I was a little different. I think sure. I was like, I think they said I was like the third oldest playmate of all times, but, okay. oh, wow. but, okay. but really they didn't know that I'm, I'm really probably the oldest playmate they had. Cause I, I gave them a fake ID saying I was three years younger. <laughs> oh, scandal <laughs> wow did you ever well, fess i didn't want them to be ages sure. you know did, i didn't did you ever fess up just because of my age sure did, did you ever fess up to I them <laughs> i mean as much as you... i said did you ever fess up to them oh absolutely not no i mean <laughs> perfect why, you know i mean yeah no i i i i owned nightclubs and restaurants so i went to the fake id guy that i knew was you know, getting everybody the fake IDs <laughs> to make them older. And I said, can you make me one three years younger? So that when they just asked for my ID, I could, you know, nice. I just didn't want to get turned down because my age, you know, sure. everybody, everybody else was literally 18, 19, 20, 21. So, yeah. So there's probably a, a unwritten rule of we, you know, if you're, if you're over 30, they probably didn't get a good chance to be in playboy, but I, Obviously, they wouldn't admit I, that. I, I think there was a few, but, you know, I mean, I was 30, you know, pretty. I was 30 when my issue. Oh, OK. Came You're out. How, how old? Yeah, I just turned 49. Sure. OK. So Come on. I, and I, I just 20... turned 49. There's. Yes. <laughs> no. 1973. August of 73. Yes. I'm August of 73. August 24th. August 31st. All right. I'm older. All right. You I got me by like by a week. <laughs> What's that? You got me by like a week. Yeah, I knew I was at least a couple days older. My God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, looks 20 years, years though, actually. 20, decades. 20 years ago, that was, uh, they weren't, that wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Age was a big deal. Like even then, you know, a lot's, a lot's changed in the last 20 years on everything, obviously. So. Obviously you could, you could post today. Well, thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You, you obviously keep yourself in fantastic shape yet. Thank um, you. I'm, I, I'm, I'm thanking my mom and dad for, for being healthy and, I do have to work at it, but yes, I'm, I'm blessed. Thank you. Well, I think it goes back to it when we were talking about, um, you know, smoking weed, the, 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 the stereotype of it. Well, obviously you're not sitting around doing nothing. You're, 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 you know, you're, you do smoke your weed when you want to, as you said, and working out, you know, that's the thing. I think as people get older, they just like kind of give up and, well, you get tired. I mean, it is, it's tiring. It's, it gets tiring of doing the same thing and worrying about the same thing, but it's like, you know, I was worried about how my ass looked in my jeans at 21. So what's the difference of looking, worrying how my, how my ass looks in my jeans at, you know, 49. It's right. I'm still worrying about it. I'm still going to do something about it. I'm still wishing Mm -hmm. it looked different and I'm still going to do something to work at it. It is, it's, it's not any more exhausting necessarily than it was then. I have sure. uh, I have much better willpower and and consistency now than I did then. So, and if you're sore after a workout, you can marijuana have a, have, a, have an edible. Exactly. 
Get out of the garbage. <laughs> Come here. Come so, here. Somebody's causing trouble. Do um so do you have an open date for the Jersey City dispensary? Oh, yeah. Uh or is that under will, wraps yet? It will be uh towards the end of the first quarter of 23. Okay. Okay. So you're building a brand new building. And and how does that work? Are you shipping your stuff your to Jersey City? No, actually nothing is allowed um from state to state Mm. so no nothing's allowed from state to state uh so everything has to be all product in new jersey has to come from new jersey just like all product from any state has to come from that state so i have to buy all manufactured product from jersey to put in that store. Um, but I can obviously use my packaging, all of my packaging that I use and everything like that. I just have to manufacture the actual product in Jersey. And that, that makes sense. I mean, it's nice the way you were talking before, they're all talking about the community and stuff. So, um, put, putting people to work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's what they're really looking for. You know, that's is employment and, you know, bringing, bringing jobs to the city and, things yeah. of that nature so well there we go awesome. look forward to 2023 that's awesome so i i gotta if i'm a first timer coming into a dispensary i've never i've never tried anything before what are you what are you sending me home with oh, what do you want to do you want to smoke do you want to eat it do you want to what what do you, what, you know, that's you what know it's like, really about do you have an ailment <laughs> is there a is there an easier entry? You know, I, I guess I always figure eating is probably easier than smoking for somebody who's never done it before. So, well, not necessarily. I mean, one is a complete full body yeah. high, and one is a head high, and one it actually hits oh. you really hard and quick, and the other is right. can be a lot more mellow and not as noticeable, um, depending on how much you take. I mean. You know, so, if and and what else? Like, do, are there anything? Is there anything else you partake in? Have you ever done anything in your life? You know, all of those <laughs> things kind of come into question. Sure, sure. So, what does what? What's the full body opposed to the head? Well, I'm, a full I'm body a, is going to be asking. your edibles. Your edibles are going to be a full body uh, high, and it's obviously going to take you anywhere from forty five minutes to an hour and a half okay. to hit you. And on my, I, you know, I always say start with a really low dose first, just <laughs> because you just never know how you're going to feel. Nope. Um, and then you can always have more the second time or add to it. But um, I think sometimes. You know, I mean, and if you have too much of an edible, it can also make you really, you know, can make you freak out, but also people smoking too, it's a head high and immediately, you know, you can get really high and really anxious and really paranoid really quick. If it's not something that you're used to, or you're smoking something with a really high THC content or, you know, how, how you're smoking it too. Sure. So, you know, it's, there's, there's so many different things and that's why it's really important to sit and talk to somebody. If they're, you know, some people are like, I do not want to smoke anything. I don't, you know, I don't smoke. I don't want to smoke. And some people are willing to try whatever. So it's really about, you know, asking questions and really finding out, you know, what's how how someone's looking to feel and what, how, in which way they're willing to try it. Sure. Um, Cause there's so many options. 
So without oh, we're picking your brain, you're the expert. Um, and I'm a non-expert. I'm I'm less than him. We'll we'll say that. Um, so I guess my question, and I've I've been we talked about this a little bit, and I'm gonna ask you this as we depart. Um, so, so I have someone with so I have ADHD. So I would used to take speed to calm me down. How does which I don't anymore, and and haven't for years, and I've just accepted my life. But the few times I've smoked pot, sometimes it doesn't, or not smoked the edible didn't seem to affect me. So yeah. what would be a good thing for me? So I'm major ADD, major ADHD. So, and that's probably why I think I started at like 15 was to find try to find a balance. Um, and with ADD and ADHD, you can also have anxiety because you're trying to monitor like, you know, situations and things like that. When you are ADD, ADHD, again, I'm not, I've taken all of those as well. I'm not on anything either. Um, but actually the smoking for me really helps. And also the edibles can really, really help quite a bit shockingly enough. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just being willing to try. I mean, a five milligram gummy, um, is like the perfect way to start and just take something. I mean, all the housewives, all of these women, like everybody I know is just like, give me gummies, give me gummies. So it's like everybody in the world, like that I know is like eating gummies like crazy. Um, so do I need to worry about this? the strand I, and I'm talking dumb cause I don't know. No, no, it's not because um, the majority of the companies that are making edibles, um, in California, I can't speak for where you're at or where you would get it Absolutely. from, but in California, they've segregated the strains for the edibles and they are very particular out here, but a lot of companies just do a hybrid. They just have a hybrid of both. So, um, I think you, I think you would be fine. I mean, everything's really different for everybody. A lot of people that say they're ADD, ADHD, say they like a uh, Indica because it's like mellow, but really like because I'm ADD, ADHD and like the, you know, they do give you the speed. I, I prefer like a sativa, which is like more of your upper and that actually chills me out. Um, so, but Indica, you know, I like to keep, I'm busy. I like to do things. I yes. keep moving. I'm not a big, I don't sit down a lot. <laughs> yes. Um, so like Indica makes me just want to sit and like do nothing. And that gives me anxiety. Because oh, sure. I'm just waiting for it to like wear off so that I can get back to like life, you know? Yeah, that makes um, sense. But like sativa and things like that, it's like fine because it's like I can enjoy it. I feel great. And then I can just, you know, keep going on with my life. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. So yeah. so speaking of going on with your life, we'll let you uh let you go. Thank you so much. Do you uh do you have any other businesses to promote? I know you and your husband. I, I feel like uh, researching, like you have businesses and then I, you, I don't know if you still have them, but do you have anything else you'd like to promote? No, right now we're just doing the medicine woman, the medicine right. woman in Jersey city and the medicine woman here in Bellflower in California. And anybody can go to www.themedicinewoman.com and we have all sorts of products that we can ship. And then we have amazing apparel. We were in the apparel industry for 25 years. So we have really cool stuff. And 
I will, yeah, I will that's say that we're... your shirts are, your, your apparel is really cool. It your is. design you. of the medicine woman is really, really terrific. And Thanks so much. Thanks so much. I was so going to ask you if you did, did you design that or just had a play in designing no, that? We, yeah, I did. That was, that was my, I mean, I didn't draw it up, but that was basically my concept. Yes. Right. Yeah, sure. That's yeah, very, yeah. it's, yeah, I really liked it. Thank you. Thanks yeah, so, so much. So Appreciate it. Sadly, I don't think we can have your, your products delivered to us in Wisconsin. <laughs> But we certainly can have some of the apparel. So we'll if come you out and visit us in California and we'll we'll give you a tour. Next time we're there oh, for that'd sure. That'd be awesome. For sure. But if you're if you're ever browsing through and you see our podcast, you might catch one of us in one of your shirts. I'm just saying. So <laughs> I, I I love it. I yeah. love it. Thank you guys so thank, much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. This was great. I would anytime you want to come back and promote, because I love talking the weed business. So if you ever want to come back anytime you guys want to have me i'm down when uh, your right, when awesome. your store opens uh yeah in 2023 let's talk yeah and you let's would love it, it. And, awesome and thanks so much guys just tell ice t if he ever needs a platform to promote us anything <laughs> we're i mean we're we're here for him I mean, you never know <laughs> i i had the body count album back in the late 90s i'm, I'm, so I'm good <laughs> willie so if good. i send him if i send him my rap lyrics will he read i'm kidding i <laughs> i i don't have any rap lyrics i no, no, you don't. I'm kidding. No, he's awesome. He's awesome. He seems like a good dude. So, as well as you, you are. Thank you so much. This has been. This thank has been you a guys lot of fun. so much. It's been a blast. Enjoy Cheers. those cocktails. I'm gonna go make one myself. Cheers. <laughs> Enjoy. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously though, get your asses out of here. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.